When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 7th, and we're in for a bumpy, bumpy rod. Um, do not, just personal advice, if your dog, kid, family member, friend is sick, don't Google it. <laughs> um, wait until you go to the doctor. It's probably the best bet, but just don't Google it. Uh, dog has been ill since I got back, picked her up on Friday, um, from the, the boarding place. And I don't think it's anything that the boarding place did, but, um, she definitely seemed a little dehydrated, tried to get her to drink water. She didn't drink water and, um, she's been coughing this horrible cough where it kind of almost takes her legs out, Googled it. And now I'm completely convinced the poor dog has heartworms. If that's the truth, um, just like Joe Exotic, I'll never financially recover from this. So, whatever. But uh, hasn't been a good 24 hours here. Um, Yesterday's market. Let's kind of talk about uh, yesterday's market was emblematic of the overall market. In that uh, we started out the day extremely high. Um, we, we essentially started out, I I think it was up what, 200 points expected open on the Dow. Um, I, I don't exactly know how, how much it was supposed to go up, but it it was up in the pre-market. Um, we ended the day. Let me see. Summary. Um, the Dow, do I have? I guess I don't have yesterday's stats on my front page um, of Fidelity. I I think it wipes it out at 8 o'clock or something. But it started out great. Pre-market buyers driving everything up. The second the market opened, the sellers show up. And it started taking stuff down. And when you look at the one-day chart of the Dow uh, yesterday, um, let me just get this out of the way. the Dow specifically, when you look at a two day yesterday's performance of the Dow, uh, we were up. And you know what? Let's look at the S and P. The S and P, in my world, the S and P. I think the Dow's thirty stocks. The S and P is five hundred stocks. The Dow, the S and P makes it look better. They they all trade kind of in line. But we started out forty one hundred, went up to close to forty one sixty five. Um, ended the day at 41.21. So, um, you know, again, pre-market was way up, uh, kind of went through the 11 o'clock hour and then 11 o'clock came, Ooh, something happened. We got to sell everything because we're up. And, And so that's, what's going on with the market is that the buyers aren't holding out. They're basically seeing, Oh, I've got some, some gains. I'm going to sell. And, and I'm not th- saying it's short term that everybody's going to sell, but 
that's what's holding on is the uncertainty of the market. And what are they uncertain about? Inflation, first thing. Inflation comes out Friday. May's inflation number comes out Friday. Uh, if the number goes down, then most likely most market players are going to say, hey, um, inflation is on, has peaked. Well, if that happens, you can probably sense that, that the market will do a little bump. I, I don't think we're in for a 4 or 5% S&P move just because um, inflation has quote-unquote peaked. Um, next week, the Fed meets. Second thing the market's worried about. Uh, how long will the Fed um, raise rates? Well, it's going to be a half point. Jerome Powell has told the market it's a half point. Last time he told the market that it was a half point, when the half point actually was announced, the market crashed. So I'm not saying that the market has a half point priced in um, just because the last time it didn't have the, price, the half point priced in. Uh, June and July will be a half point. Jerome Powell has said no matter what the data, it, it's a half point. If they go a three-quarter point, whoa. If they go a full point, holy crap. Um, but they are looking to uh, just decimate demand. Um, that's essentially what they're trying to do. Now, uh, I had lunch with my real estate agent yesterday. He said market three the last three weeks. It it just took a nosedive. It's dead. Um, he put a house on the market, six hundred fifty thousand. Um, two three weeks ago, he would have had four or five different offers. Uh, by the first weekend that it was actually listed, probably all cash. Um, now he's dealing with, hey, there's an open house. I got to follow up with buyers. Blah blah blah. So, um, he said the market is just has just died, and that's because interest rates are five percent. Last year they were at two point nine nine percent. Um, that fueled a housing bubble, and and, and kind of like I said, uh, what's the stock that I said yesterday? Um, DRV. Let's see if DRV on on TrendSpider. Um, I was watching, looking at IWM. Let's see if DRV. Um, it didn't cross. Looks like it probably will um, this morning. Again, market's down, so it's probably going to be up um, because this is an, an, an inverse uh, bear, uh, three times levered ETF. DRV is what it is, and it, it I, I've been trying to look at, and I haven't had time, but um, there was one mention from uh, someone, I forget where it was, um, a friend or one of my um, financial groups, I'm not exactly sure, but said that uh, uh, these real estate investments aren't always real estate. American Tower is a good example, is that most real estate uh, investment trusts, REITs, uh, include American Tower, which is basically a, a real estate tower. Um, they, they lease the land to tower companies, per se, I think. But American Pow uh, Tower is in a lot of these. But I'll take a look at what's made up of this. I, I listen. the The reality is, um, April twenty fifth, uh, in the the algorithm DRV, you would have bought at thirty three. Could have sold it at fifty two, less than a you know two weeks later, May twelfth. Um, fifty hit fifty fifty two thirty. Um, the algorithm got you out at forty four, which is a thirty four percent gain. Again. 
April 25th, May 26th, one month, 30%. I'll take that any day. So if, if I've got to look at, you know, DRV and say, hey, this is a triple levered, boom, boom, boom. I think the market's going to go down. Let's go. So those are the two things that, oh, the third thing that, that it, the, the market is afraid of is the Fed basically selling. So it, it, it's a balance sheet kind of quote unquote write off, but they will um, take money out of the market. And that's going to the last time they, they did that, I think it was December 2018. Um, the market kind of crashed. So if you're shrinking everything, the market crashes. I don't think Jerome Powell particularly cares that the market crashes. Uh, I've said this before is that spy. When I look at the algorithm, let's look at the algorithm on SPY. Um, you'd be in SPY since May 23rd at 395. Again, the low was May 20th. And by the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, stock portfolio, her husband does, timed the market on options perfectly. It, it is crazy to, uh, to think that there's no insider information going on here. Uh, but again, um, you know, we have. Regulators who don't want to be watched don't want to be regulated, so whatever. <clears throat> but spy, you'd be in at three ninety five. You're at four eleven right now, so you've made a good move on this one. Um, but spy, you're still in a buy territory. But um, the volume is down. The RSI is at fifty five, and the MACD looks like it's going to cross down. So I, I think you're in for some some volatility here. Uh, and in volatility, Uvixi is your play. Uh, remember how I said, hey, you probably want to buy Uvixi at about 310. I was, that's kind of where I was going. Um, it looks like ah, I missed it. Four o'clock yesterday. I was busy with the dog. Um, it hit 308. 303 was the low. Probably should have bought around there. Um, because today it's at 1367 in pre-market. Uh, it will probably go, again, the VIX is at 26. It was at 25 yesterday. I said this VIX wants to be at 30. It is up 4% to 26 today. So, again, watch you VIXie. That, that's one that, that I think, you know, you can even buy here at 1367. Uh, it's 52-week high is 38. If we go to 38, that was July of last uh, last year. <clears throat> Um, it tracks volatility. So July of last year is when the, the, the real kind of crush started. Um, that's where I, I kind of lost a bunch of money. And I, again, I think, I, I think Uvixi goes to 20. I, I, I think it hit, let's see. Let's see Uvixi. I don't usually trade it in the algorithm, but let's see. Uh, you are not a buy yet. Um, looks like the MACD might cross <clears throat> cross up. Now, here's the killer. Um, the algorithm gets you a minus 95% in this, this asset. Um, the buying and holding over the 1,000 cancel also loses you 95%. So the, the algorithm actually means nothing. This is a short-term futures. So this isn't something where you put in an algorithm, you buy and hold. This is not something you want to buy and hold. It's what's called a um, depreciative uh, asset class. And the reason is the fees take up the majority of this uh, 
ETF. So, um, it's an ultra short VIX short term futures. So, you don't want to buy and hold UVIXI. You want to get your 10%. You want to get out. Uh, if you lose 5% on VIXI, get out. Buy it again. This is a short term trading tool. That's what I use UVIXI for. Natural gas was up 10% today. Um, let's look at, or yesterday, let's look at LNG, Chenier, uh, liquid natural gas. You're a buy at 133.50, you're at 140. Um, I can't imagine that this goes down, but the MACD is kind of crossing down. I wouldn't buy it today. Um, it, the, the RSI is at 56. <clears throat> I think you use 135 as your, uh, as your, uh, your support. I, I, again, I think 135 might be my target on this one. If I was looking to get into natural gas, um, let's see the forward PE on LNG. Let's look up Finviz. Sorry, I got a reminder. I got to make a COVID test. I am going on a cruise next week. Yeah, it seems like I'm traveling like crazy. But next week, I leave on Wednesday. Um, I am going on the Virgin Scarlet Lady, I believe. <clears throat> so I will report back. Have a full report on uh, cruise lines <laughs> next week. Um, forward PE on LNG is 11. So it's not crazy. Um, performance year to date up 38%. LNG, let's see, the most uh, recent uh, coverage from an analyst is Mizuho uh, has a buy with a target price of 122 Well, <laughs> you've reached that target price. There's not a lot of coverage on this stock. Um, there's, you know, some, if you want to read some of the, uh, some of the articles, you can go to Finviz and read those things. To you know, it's, it's, again, Chenier Energy, great company. It's oil and gas midstream energy. Um, oil. Let me see my notes on oil. Uh, I think I can just repeat what what I said yesterday. Oil is going to continue to go up. You're going to see gas prices continue to go up. There is nothing that anybody can do in the short term to lower gas prices. This is not a government uh, response. This is not something of a uh, OPEC response. They have to drill more and, and, and refine more. They can't do it in the short term. And what you've got is China opening, which creates more demand. The only thing that China could do is potentially buy Russian oil, but they don't want to piss off the rest of the world. They may do it behind the scenes. Who knows? They've got a you know, direct pipeline to Russia. Um, but they're going to hold Russia hostage and say, you know what? Yeah, we're going to pay you 10 cents on the dollar for that kind of stuff. Cause you can't sell it anywhere else. So, uh, oil, you know, let's see. Um, when I look at Devon energy, DVN, Devon, by the way, is my favorite one. Um, what am I up on Devon? Let's say positions. Um, Devon Energy, I have in my retirement account, and I will go over this again. Um, 36% on Devon Energy, and their ex dividend date is June 10th. So it's coming up next week. Um, it is a, let's see, let's look it up. I'm going to look it up in do, 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 Finviz. <clears throat> the forward PE is eight. Remember, uh, energy companies return their uh, 
their profits to shareholders. Now, this is interesting. June 7, 22, today, Evercore uh, outperformed in, in line. Their price target is 80. They took it down. Um, their price target is 80. It's not at 80. It's today at, let's see where it is in pre-market. Pre-market, it is at, do, 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 do. come on, Devin, 76. So, Devin Energy, this guy has a 70, 80. Um, May 25th, price target is 73. All of these analysts, Bank of America, Goldman, Benchmark, Barclays, Evercore, they've all taken the price down, or I'm sorry, reduced it from buy to neutral, hold, in line, blah, 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 the whole thing. <clears throat> Their price targets are anywhere between 50 and 80. Um, it, right now in the algorithm, it's still a buy. This one is crazy. The RSI is at 66. I might think of selling this one at about 80. Um, uh, I have not, I don't have an idea of, remember I always said it was a month or two ago, uh, buy Devin when it dips under 60, sell it when it's over 60. I've held it. My average purchase price is do, 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 56.50. So buy it under 60, sell it over 60. That was the, uh, the, uh, the thought process on that one. Uh, I don't think like that on Devon anymore. I'm going to take the dividend at least. Um, my hope is that after the dividend, it still kind of lingers around 75. If it goes below 75, I will probably sell for the profit and take the dividend gladly. Um, Occidental Petroleum, uh, June 9th, so coming up on Thursday, is the ex-dividend date. And this one is hovering right at six, about 70. Um, let's look it up on Finviz. It is up to 69 in the, uh, the pre-market. Let's look at Oxy on this one. See what the analyst says about Oxy. Uh, Occidental Petroleum, June 7th, downgrade, Evercore again. Price target is 74. So they're trading right at 69. Their price target is 74. These guys are taking it down, but it's higher. Their forward PE is 8. Um, the dividend percentage is 0.75. So it's a super low dividend. Not a reason to necessarily hold on to it like Devin. You know, makes sense to hold on to Devin for that one. Performance year to date, 140%. Um, again, energy, I, I think energy in this market, you just kind of buy it, um, you know, it, wait for the, the pullbacks, but you buy it on the pullbacks. Um, Chevron, uh, let's look, look at Chevron, CVX, did that Evercore, um, May 20th, buy to hold, a lot of the price targets are 160 to 170, um, forward PE is 12. Uh, dividend percentage is 321, 3.21. Let's look at CVX. Um, Exxon, I do hold a lot of Exxon. <clears throat> CVX, their dividend's already been paid. Doesn't worry. I, if I had it, I'd probably sell it here at 176. I think it's going back below 170 again. Um, XOM, let's see, look at this one. This one, they paid their dividend. It, it's still by 91.77. You're at 98.99. Um, let's look at Finviz on Exxon. A again, I'm just going over energy names. These all make sense. 3.56% dividend forward PE is 11.47. Uh, ironically, Evercore um, in line to outperform on, on Exxon. Um, it's, it's a, they're, they're about to win a 
Qatar gas project. But Evercore upgraded June 7th. Their price target is 88 to 120. I'll probably hold on to Exxon. Uh, my average purchase price on Exxon, remember I bought it in 2020, 4807. Looks like a genius play right now. I'm up 105% on that one. So, energy buy. One other buy that I will tell you, and I again, this kind of goes towards the uh, the uh, the the tax situation. I bonds. Google the word I bonds. You can buy ten thousand dollars of I bonds a year per person. So if you have kids, you can buy them in their name. If you have a wife, you can buy it in her name. If you have a husband, you can buy it in his name. <clears throat> um, whatever family member you want, you can buy. Just ten thousand dollars is what you can buy research it because when you buy it, you get whatever the inflation rate is. So today the inflation rate is 9.87, somewhere in that. So you're getting about 10% return on this. Um, you have to hold it for six months, can't sell it for five years. Um, so there, there's certain penalties and things of that sort, but you're still making a ton of money. Even if you sell it within five years, you're still making money in a market that's going down and I bond with a 10% return. Golden, buy ten thousand. If you have ten thousand dollars sitting on the side, and you're not a good trader or you've lost money, get that in there. Personally, I have not done this. I need to research this um, because I need to take ten thousand dollars and just kind of put it in there. I think you can do it in retirement accounts as well. I just have to research that one. I haven't researched it. Um, a few months ago, we talked about uh, what are the signs of going into recession. Um, first sign was um, commodity prices soaring. We've seen that. Second sign was interest rates um, around the world going up. We've seen that. Um, third time sign was, I forget what the third sign was, but the, we were three out of three, which indicated within, oh, a, an inversion of the yield curve. That was the other thing. Um, and we saw that. So um, <clears throat> there was a strategist, it's called a rule of 10. Um, and this was to kind of predict recessions and within the last, I think it was 10 years or something, there was a chart that, um, said absolutely 100%, um, within the last five or uh, 10, 15 years. Um, this was true. When you add the mortgage rate, which today is at 5%, uh, and gas prices, which is close to $5. Um, I think it's uh, $4.87 nationally. But when you add those two, and remember, it's the rule of 10, and it's over 10, it's a recession or a consumer pullback. So um, that means either we're in the middle of the recession, we're entering into the recession, things are happening, Lord knows how long it will go, but Inversion rate increase in soaring commodity prices were the indicators as well. That happened in March. We all saw that. So, um, you know, again, people are waiting for oil prices to come down because oil prices are uh, a significant push towards uh, inflation. And, And remember what I said, prices aren't coming down anytime soon because they have to increase drilling and refinery. It takes time, six to eight months, and the U.S. has been reluctant to do it. And part of the reason they're reluctant to do it is because of government policy. 
um, the government could change their mind in a heartbeat. And all of a sudden, you get a, you've got a permit, you've got drilling, you've uh, allocated the capital to it, and then something happens and they say, whoa, slow down, or the price of oil comes down and it doesn't make sense to drill on that particular point of land. Um, so you got to shut it down. Um, these are the things that CEOs from uh, energy companies have to take into, into, uh, into mind whenever they do this. So, um, again, looks like crazy. Um, interest rates yesterday, all of them went up, and that was essentially the indicator why, why the market went down. All of them are up over 3%. Um, I, I think that's where you're going to see it happening is 3%. I think as you see, we're going to trade in this range all summer, by the way. Um, when I look at a daily SPY, um, SPY, um, you know, there, there's this 3,800, 380 on the SPY, but the S&P 3,800 all the way to 4,200. That's the range that we're looking at. Um, there is a February candle here, which indicates the, the, the top support level, which is 410. Um, to yesterday you closed at 411. I, I think that's the top level that you're really looking at, but I think you're going back down to 3,800. Uh, do I think you're going to touch 3,400? Probably not. Um, you know, you, you did have this death cross of the 50 day under the 200 day on March 14th. Um, which then indicated a freaking rally uh, all the way from about 420 up to 460 uh, over the next two weeks, I think it was, <clears throat> um, which then once you peaked out on March 28th, it's just been a downslide ever since. You've seen some kind of upward movements, but the nine day and the 21 day are moving upwards now. Now, the last time that happened, was March 7th, March, uh, sorry, 14th, where it turned around. Um, you couldn't sustain it. I think that's what you're seeing now. You just can't sustain this. And I think you're going to see 3,800 to 4,200, um, and, and it's going to continue this way. Now, the, the RSI for SPY is at 51, which means you know it's equal buyers and sellers. I think Friday is going to be a catalyst, and you're going to see um, some type of movement there. Um, what happened today was Target. Um, they're bringing down their prices, weaker margin. Um, they've got inventory. They've got to get rid of this in inventory. And Brian Cornell, who's the CEO of Target, um, essentially said, hey, they, they've got a board meeting today. And that was the um, impetus to the, the release. We were down about 100 on the, um, on the, the Dow uh, expected open. And then all of a sudden, Target announced this and boom, they're down. Now, Target, I said yesterday, was a great buy at about 160. It's about 140 today. I love Target at 140. It's 147.75. It is down 7% in pre-market. Um, this has a buy at 162 in the algorithm. It will sell probably in the next two or three days. Um, that, that MACD is moving downward. Now, does this mean that Target is a complete loss? No. Target, in my mind, again, if we're going into a recession, um, and I agree with one of the analysts on CNBC that we saw this morning, I forget the guy's name, but he said, hey, this is an inventory problem. This is not a consumer problem. This is not a 
um, um, a huge issue. If we go into a recession, yeah, goods are going to be down. What you have with Target now is they miscalculated. They, they bought a bunch of inventory that they've got to sell at lower margins, which is going to bring down their overall margin. Um, Walmart is down a little bit on this news. All of the retailers are down. Walmart's down 2.2%. Target's down 7%. Um, you know, my AEO is down another 2%. Um, uh, ARCs are down 2%. That's what brought down the market. So, again, Target, I think it's a $200 stock when we start, you know, going back. During good times, you're seeing $200 in this one. Um, that gap down, you're going to see another gap down today from 159 to 147. <clears throat> Those two gaps are going to get filled. I don't know when. I don't know what the catalyst is going to be. I'm not selling. I'll probably be adding to my position. Um, it's in a tax. I think it's in my IRA. Let me just make sure. Yeah, my target's in an IRA, so I can get rid of it at any time. If it gets close to 120, I might sell at that point because I want to keep my profit from 114. My average purchase is 114. If we get down to 120 on target, we got a lot more problems. Um, Tesla, it's under 700. Let's look at Tesla. Um, Tesla is down 2% at 696 in the pre-market. Uh, the MACD is moving down the RSI is at 46. Again, you're in this one at 661 uh, on the algorithm. Uh, it doesn't have you selling. I don't see any reason why this one doesn't, you know, go above 700 again. Uh, 696, I think it wants to go to 1,000. Uh, I think um, I think Elon Musk is going to get, Let's talk about Twitter, the Twitter debacle. Um, I don't think Elon asked for this, but the Texas Attorney General is looking into the bot situation and the reporting of Twitter. Effing ridiculous in my mind. For, you know, for Texas saying, hey, we want less government, seems like they're doing an awful lot of ruling down there that, that puts more government into people's lives. Um, you know, and Elon even said it. He voted for Biden in the last election. Um, this is a guy, you know, again, politics sucks because you've got this Texas AG, Elon probably didn't ask for this, um, who's trying to, you know, uh, go after Twitter because he believes that Twitter is, is, is a bad thing. Uh, so he's taking up Elon's charge. Elon would probably say, if he could, F off and die. Uh, he can't say that because, you know, Elon, while he, may want to he can't he's he's in the state doing business um the last time the government tried the governor uh abbott tried to pull elon into a a political discussion he said f off get out of here I'm, I'm not in politics um and it was over elon moving from california to texas well the reason he moved from california to texas is because california wouldn't let him open he wanted his plan open that's the only reason he moved from california he didn't mind paying taxes he didn't mind supporting the local community. He didn't mind, you know, he's, in fact, Fremont's still a wide open plant. He's not moving that one. Um, he's got a lot of workers up there. So Texas AG is just out of control. But again, Biden's out of control too for telling, you know, telling Elon, have fun in the moon. Um, this is a guy who pays his workers better than the union. Um, you know, ha has, there's been two union votes. The employees didn't want it. 
Meanwhile, Biden hates him because he's not a union shop. Not not a big fan of, you know, again, there's your middle of the road. I, I, I bash the Republicans in Texas. I bash, you know, Biden. I, I was hopeful for Biden. And by the way, still say Biden's a better choice. So, than what we had. Um, we'd be in World War Three right now with the other one. But, uh, let's see. Apple. Uh, EU announced that we will have to change. Uh, speaking of government rulings, uh, Apple will have to, by 2024, use USB-C on the iPhone. Uh, hallelujah. But again, I, I'm, I'm against government stepping in like this because I freaking hate it. Um, but hallelujah, I only have to take one charging cable with me. Um, I usually take a, a flat uh, puck on the road with me to wirelessly charge the iPhone um, just because I don't want to carry the second cable because I always wind up losing it. Uh, but my USB-C cable, I, I always have one or two of those things. Um, but the ruling is that they, by 2024, they will have to use it personally. Love this decision. Um, personally, hate the fact that government mandates it. So, uh, but uh, they showed off new Macs yesterday. With the M2, uh, they showed off new operating systems. Um, and the big one, and this is my belief, um, Apple showed off um, some payment issues, some, uh, some new things to the wallet, specifically buy now, pay later, uh, which I particularly love. Um, you know, I, I do have some issues with buy now, pay later as a older fella who has good credit, who's built up his credit. Um, who's been able to build up his credit. Um, some of you are younger. And here's what you have to think about with these buy now, pay later things. Um, you are, so say for instance, you want to buy a Peloton and you don't want to charge it on a credit card. Um, a, when you're young, unless you're making you know a few hundred thousand dollars a year and a Peloton is like your absolute want, you shouldn't be buying a freaking Peloton. You'd be saving your money, putting it into the stock market. Um, and investing in your future. So when you're 50, you can retire. But it, say you want it. And Peloton's the only one that I know which does use buy now, pay later. So that's why I'm using it as an example. But if you want to buy now and pay later, uh, you do have an issue if you don't pay. They ding your credit. But when you're actually paying, you're not building up your credit. So be careful of those things. When you're younger, you want to do things. You want to basically have a ton of credit cards. You want to pay those credit cards off because you don't want to pay the interest rates. Um, you just want to charge things and not, and, and not pay the interest rates. So you pay them off at the end of the month. So if you can afford stuff, charge it on your credit card. Build that credit up because you want your credit score over 800. If you can have your credit score over 800, your life is incredibly easy after that. Um, again, don't ruin your credit. That's a key. Buy now, pay later. I'm a fan of it. But for younger people, I would say find a different way to pay for things. Um, just because there's no upside to you using buy now, pay later. Uh, if you can't pay for it, then don't buy it. Again, that's for younger folks. People my age who want to use buy now, pay later, who already have established their credit scores, 
who already have good credit scores. I love it. Um, and Apple's going to be participating. I think it was a firm was down about 15% on that announcement. Um, but <coughs> excuse me. My biggest thing with uh, Apple is that they could launch in the wallet uh, some type of crypto trading. And I think that would be an enormous boost to Apple. Um, it would probably piss off a lot of governments, per se. Um, but Square allows you to do it. Um, PayPal allows you to do it. Venmo allows you to do it. Um, there's a lot of these pay services that allow you to do that. Uh, I, I, I like the idea, but again, the M2 Mac looks impressive. Um, the operating systems love some of the new things that you can do, um, using the iPhone as your web camera, uh, on zoom calls or FaceTime calls, um, when you're using your computer. Cause right now the iMac that I record this show on, it's a 2017 iMac, um, 720p camera, Ugh. but you know, nobody needs to see me anyway. So, uh, I have not done some scans. Let's do some scans. So I've done a couple of scans. There's two. Um, first one we're going to look at is Kraft Heinz. This one, um, I'm going to look this up in fit and viz because KHC is the symbol. Um, no, what? Yeah. KHC. KHC. Kraft Heinz. KHC. Yeah, it's KHC. Um, forward PE 13. Um, these have, with their latest earnings downgrades, um, they've, they've had a tough time of recent, but ironically, it's been beaten down. So the analysts have said, hey, $34 to $45 is kind of the target here. Um, they're trading at $36. And you have a MACD cross-up on the four-hour. So this one in the morning candle is going to trigger a buy. Um, let's run it again. Let's see if it triggers a buy. Uh, it'll wait till until the candle is done in TrendSpider. But this morning, you'll have a MACD cross-up and you'll have a buy. Um, volume is not there. Volume is only there when their dividend uh, was paid out. They had a huge gap down from 39 down to 37, which is a big deal. Um, Kraft Heinz uh, dividend is 4.36. Um, their year-to-date performance, they're still up 2% year-to-date. Uh, and But again, you're getting 4.36. So this one is one that showed up on a, uh, a scan. Uh, the other one that showed up on scan, and again, I can't find a lot that are up on scans. Um, but L-U-V-E, uh, love, airlines. If you've been on an airline, it's crazy how packed these planes are. Um, Delta is down. Love, it's a buy at 45.10. It's trading at 43. It just crossed up on the MACD again. The RSI is at 47. I don't hold airlines. I hate airlines. I like to trade them. I don't know that this is a, oh my God, you've got to buy it here. There's a gap down here that hasn't been filled. Uh, I'm sorry, it was a gap up 42 to 43. So you may be going back down to the 42 level, but the MACD crossed up. It's, a, it's already a buy at 45.10, hasn't triggered a sale, crossed up, might trigger down again. Ironically, those are the only two stocks that I found that crossed up. 
So, um, you know, it's thin. In my mind, stay with the energy play. If you've got them, um, we may want to look at uh, potentially uh, selling those if, if energy is going to take one down. Uh, Uvixi is at 1364. Um, it, it started the day at 13, 1315 early in the morning. <clears throat> so could have made a, a good amount of money on this one. Um, again, my, my target yesterday was 1310 today. I think if you can get it in the 1340 range, uh, I, I think that would be a good buy. It does look like the, the, um, the market is trending a little bit positive. Um, DD is another one that's up. Let's see. They are up, uh, 4% again today. Crazy how good that one is doing. Amazon's giving its uh gains from yesterday back. Um, Amazon is at one twenty down three dollars and eighty cents. Let's see, <clears throat> my Final Cut Pro. Yeah, it's down three percent. Uh, SQQQ is up. Let's see, DV. What is it? DV. I keep forgetting DRV. Let's see what DRV is doing. Because I think this one was going to trigger a buy. Ooh, it's up 0.8%. The volume on this is not huge. By the way, DRV, again, we're taking a look at volume. The 10-day volume is 320,000. The 90-day volume is 192,000. Um, let's see if the morning candle is going to trigger a MACD cross-up. Uh, it will. We should get a buy. Um, let me just expand it. Yeah, we're going to get a buy on this candle. So. In my mind, I think this one, you're looking at probably about $44. Um, if you can get it closer to 44 I think that's a great price. Um, if, for instance, you want to wait, I think 41 might be in the cards. Uh, if we do see something crazy go up. So, but Uvixi is your play today. Again, I think 1340 might be a good place to buy Uvixi. Uh, it is trending down now, which means the market's kind of coming back. Dow's only down a half percent. The Nasdaq's down 0.93. The S&P's down 0.6. The VIX moving back down towards 25, 25.79. So, um, I, I, again, I, I think you're seeing sellers just come in. Uh, this morning it was sellers uh, early in the market. Today you might might wind the day up again. You know, Nasdaq's down 1.04. So we'll see. But I'll have more for you tomorrow. Uh, my play today is Uvixi if you're going to trade. I am off to the veterinarian for the dog. Let's pray. She does not have, send some good vibes for her. She does not have, hopefully, she doesn't have heart, heartworms. She's passed out right now. She won't drink water. We've been giving her uh, broth. So, anybody have any suggestions on the dog? On any other issues, hit me up on Twitter, send me a text, and send me a message. Take care. Have fun. Happy Tuesday.